Uh, we'll be looking at uh, Deuteronomy chapters 27 through to chapter 30, dipping into 28 and 30. If you want two words to describe Deuteronomy, they'd be behavior matters. Israel had come out of Egypt and had come into the desert land. And Israel had come out as a young nation. They had to learn the ways of the Lord. And now 40 years on, as they're in the land of Moab, as they're going into the promised land, they become an adult nation. As an adult nation, they would have choices. They would either choose to follow the Lord or they would choose to go their own way. And here in chapters 27 through to 30, this is a covenant that Israel is going to make with the Lord. If you talk about the Old Testament covenant, then this is what it means. The Lord has already made a covenant with Israel when they came out of Egypt and when they went to Mount Sinai and the law was given. But now Israel is going to go into the promised land and this is where they're going to make a covenant with the Lord. It's up to them to keep that covenant or to walk away from it and to get into trouble. Israel had been given the land of Cana through promise and now they've got to keep it through obedience. Deuteronomy 27, uh, verse 1. Moses and the elders of Israel commanded the people, keep all these commands that I give you today. When you have crossed the Jordan into the land the Lord your God has given you, set up some large stones and coat them with plaster. Write on them all the words of this law. When you have crossed over to enter the land the Lord your God has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. And when you have crossed the Jordan, set up these stones on Mount Ebal, as I command you today, and coat them with plaster. Build there an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. Do not use any iron tool on them. Build the altar of the Lord your God with filled stones and offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God. Sacrifice fellow offerings, offerings there, eating them and rejoicing in the presence of the Lord your God. And you shall write very clearly all the words of this law on those stones you have set up. Then Moses and the Levitical priest said to all Israel, Be silent, Israel, and listen. You have now become the people of the Lord your God. When the Lord says through Moses, be silent, it's not uh, uh, lay back in your seat, sit back and listen to what I've got to say. It's a listen and put into operation this covenant. Put into operation all the words that I am saying to you today and act on them. On the same day, Moses commanded the people, when you have crossed the Jordan, these tribes shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people, Sibion, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. And these tribes shall stand on Mount Ebal to pronounce curses. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And then follows a list of the curses that will uh, come upon Israel if they don't follow the Lord and if they break this covenant. And I'll just, uh, just read you one of those curses because it's a long list. The Levites shall recite to all the people of Israel in a loud voice, Cursed is anyone who makes an idol, a thing detestable to the Lord, the work of skilled hands, 
and sets it up in secret. And the opening verses of chapter 28, this is a list of the blessings that will come upon Israel if they keep this covenant. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You will be blessed in a city and blessed in a country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your field and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. Your basket, your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. And just going into verse 15, and this is to do with the curses. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees, I am giving you today. All these curses will come upon you and overtake you. You'll be cursed in the city and you'll be cursed in the country. So Israel is going to go into the promised land. This is Moses speaking the word of the Lord to Israel in Moab before they cross over the Jordan into the promised land. And in these four chapters is the full covenant that Moses is giving through the Lord to Israel. The actual event takes place when Israel were going to ratify this covenant in the promised land. And what I'm going to do is to uh, project this covenant into the time when it actually happened in the land of Israel. Uh, and that comes in the book of Joshua. So because there's only a few verses on this covenant in the book of Joshua, then we'll, we'll, we'll jump between the two, the full covenant and how uh, Israel um, ratified that covenant uh, within, the, within the promised land. And we'll also see what happened to Israel when they broke that covenant right the way through the Old Testament and the bad times that came upon them. So when Abraham came into the promised land, he set up an altar at Shechem. The Lord said to Abraham, I will curse those who curse you, and I will bless those who bless you. And now all Israel have crossed into the promised land. And Joshua has brought them here to Shechem to make this covenant, which Moses had given them uh, before they went into the promised land. They've come to Mount Ebal and they've come to Mount Gerizim. Here is Shechem and rising out to the left is Mount Ebal. Rising out to the right is Mount Gerizim. Both mountains are about 3,000 feet high but they, they don't look like a Mount Snowden. They look like big humps. So it's, it's typical Israel mountains. At the bottom of Mount Gerizim, there's uh, fig trees, there's olive trees, there's water flowing. At the bottom of Mount Gerizim, it's, it's lush. But Mount Ebal is bare. It's just rock strewn, nothing grows on it. And this is where Israel had to make this covenant with the Lord. On Mount Gerizim stood six tribes. The priests stood in the middle of the two mountains with the ark. And as the priest called out the blessings to the six tribes on Mount Gerizim, the six tribes had to say, 
Amen to every blessing. Amen. We will follow the Lord in all of these ways and all of these blessings that you have written out today. We will follow them. And then we will be blessed in the city. We'll be blessed in the country. The Lord will bless us wherever we go. And on Mount Ebal, six tribes had to stand. And as a priest read out the curses, then all the tribes stood on Mount Ebal had to shout, Amen. We agree that all the curses that have, that have been read out today, that have come upon us, we agree that we will, if, it, if we go away from you, Lord, that all those curses would come upon us. So this is a covenant that Israel made with the Lord. The Lord keeps his covenants. I don't think Israel does. So this is what happened at that day uh, with these covenants in between uh, Garazim and Ebal. On Mount Gerizim, uh, uh, Joshua is told to uh, build an altar. It's an altar of uncut stones. Uh, the Lord don't want any polished stones. He don't want anything to do with man thinking that he could uh, help to worship God in a wrong way. Because, because uh, man don't tell God how to worship. God tells man how to worship. So... Joshua has to build this altar of uncut stones. It has to be plastered all the way around the outside. And into that plaster work has got to be written all the law and this covenant which Moses had given Israel. And every time anybody goes up to that altar to uh, sacrifice, then they read the words of that covenant and that law. And in that way, God is speaking to that person who came to that altar. And when the person sacrifices at that altar, in that way, that person is speaking to God through that sacrifice. The altar uh, could not have been built on Mount Gerizim, the mountain of blessings, because if Israel was walking in blessings and in a way of the Lord, then they don't need a sacrifice. So the altar is on Mount Ebal, the mountain of curses. And in a way, uh, the Lord went to the mountain of curses for us um, because we sing, don't we? Uh, my savior on that uh, cursed tree, I cast my eyes to Calvary. Uh, so in that way, um, the Lord went to that uh, mountain of curses for us. And whenever we see the uh, words crop up right through the Bible, uh, curses and blessings, then very often they refer back to Mount Gerizim and to Mount Ebal. It uh, didn't take the Israelites very long to break this covenant. Uh, Joshua died around 110 years old. And when the elders with him died, then Israel started to go astray. And what Israel found, the outcome of going astray was from this covenant that they had made with the Lord, was Mount Gerizim, conquest through belief, Mount Ebal, defeat through disbelief. Israel served God. Israel served self. Freedom, bondage. Joy, sorrow. Sin judged, sin tolerated. Strength, weakness. All the way through this covenant which they broke and all through the Old Testament, Israel gets into trouble time after time after time. As the book of Joshua rolls into the book of the Judges, 
In the book of the Judges, it says that every man did what he thought was right in his own eyes. And the Lord sent judge after judge to get Israel out of trouble through 366 years, the time and the length that the judges were in Israel. And every time the judge got Israel out of trouble from invading armies, from invading people, then there was peace in the land. And then Israel went back to worshiping idols again. All the way through the time of the kings, there's only really three kings that really went for it with the Lord, and that's David, uh, Joshua, uh, David, Josiah, and Hezekiah. The 19 kings in the northern kingdom just worshipped other idols, the Canaanite idols, and it was only Judah sometimes who really followed the Lord. Uh, I want to read with me now um, chapter 28 and verses 49 on. The Lord will bring a nation against you from far away from the ends of the earth, like an eagle swooping down, a nation whose language you will not understand, a fierce-looking nation without respect for the old or pity for the young. They will devour the young of your livestock and the crops of your land until you are destroyed. They will leave you no grain, new wine, or olive oil nor any calves of your herds or lambs or your flocks until you are ruined. They will lay siege to all the cities throughout your land until, you, until your high fortified walls in which you trust fall down. They will besiege all the cities throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. And this is the warning that Moses, um, the Lord through Moses is giving to Israel in the land of Moab. And this is the covenant that Israel has agreed to. Um, it wasn't very long before uh, all this happened and uh, Israel were, were in deep trouble. Um, in 722 BC down to 702 BC, uh, the Assyrian armies came into, uh, into Israel uh, under uh, Tiglath-Pileser, Shalmaneser, Sargon and Sennacherib. And over that period, in different stages, they took away the ten northern tribes of Israel uh, into the land of the Medes beyond the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. And in 702, uh, Sennacherib came down into Judah and he captured all the fortified cities of Judah bar Jerusalem. Uh, tragedy for Israel for, for breaking his covenant and for walking away from the Lord. Um, <clears throat> The uh, actual time scale when this actually happened um, in this, this covenant is around 1300 in 99 BC. Uh, and in the first book of Kings, it, chapter 6, in the opening verses, it says that uh, Solomon uh, began building a temple in 966 BC. If you take four years, sorry, 970 BC, if you take four years off of that to build, start building a temple, it's 966 BC. It also says that Israel had come out of Egypt 480 years before that. So add 480 on to 966 and you get 1446 BC, which is when Israel came out of Egypt. Take off 40 years 
for the wilderness wanderings, take off seven years to pacify the land, and you're looking at 1,366 years. And now, in 722 BC, all this disaster, which Israel had agreed would come upon them, had actually happened. Read with me now from uh, Deuteronomy and the opening verses of chapter 30. When all these blessings and curses I have set before you, come on you, and you take them to heart, wherever the Lord your God disperses you among the nations, and when you and your children return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and with all your soul according to everything I command you today, then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have compassion on you and gather you again from all the nations where he scattered you, even if you have been banished to the most distant land under the heavens. From there the Lord will gather you and bring you back. He will bring you to the land that belonged to your ancestors, and you will take possession of it. He will make you more prosperous and numerous than all your ancestors. When I first read these verses, uh, I knew what they meant. But what made me sit down and sit up was a realization that you and I right now in, in Counterslip and in this time are seeing the fulfillment of Moses' words some 3,400 years ago happening right now. Because what has happened is the Lord has brought his people back to Israel. Right from the time when the Assyrians uh, invaded the land, Israel had been occupied by many, many empires from the Assyrians and then the Babylonians and then the Persians and then the Greeks and then the Romans and then the Byzantians and then the Assyrians and finally the Ottomans. But now, after all that time of walking away from the covenant, God has brought them back just as he said he would from Moses' word in the, in the land of Moab. And you and I are, are, are seeing that today. We're seeing that word happening. Um, which, I, which, which, is, which is absolutely great, isn't it? 3,400 years ago. So here is Israel. They, they're back in their own land. They've come back, and they, in, in, in the verses here, it says that the Lord will bring his people from the four corners of the earth back to Israel. And it's exactly what he's doing today. Um, in the past, maybe... 20 years, at least three, 4,000 people have come back from Russia alone to, to Israel. And he's bringing his people back from the four corners of the earth back to Israel, just as it says in his covenant. And what it's all leading up to eventually is the end times and Armageddon. <clears throat> uh, in Israel uh, today, there is... Uh, Many, many archaeological um, digs going on. Um, sometimes there's about 100 digs a year going on because now the land of Israel is free. Archaeological digs is allowed to take place. And what they're doing is proving to the world that the Bible is true. We uh, know and we believe by faith that the Bible is true and all these things in the Bible happen. But a skeptical world needs proof. And proof is being provided that Ezekiel lived, that David lived, that Jeremiah lived. And in, 2000, in 1980, 
archaeologists discovered on Mount Ebal, this mountain of curses, an altar of uncut stones. There's plaster work that had fallen down from it. It was a Jewish altar because it had only the bones of kosher animals in it. That only, only the Jews would, uh, would, would uh, sacrifice. It had a, a ramp going up to it, and only a Jewish altar had a ramp. Uh, pagan altars had steps. It was uh, dated from the time of Joshua. But more significantly than that, uh, in uh, 2019, uh, archaeologist called uh, Scott Striplin and his team were looking through the dump of that altar. The dump is the soil that is dug out from the altar. And as they were sifting through that dump, they found a small cursed tablet. It was very small, it's made of lead, and it was written on the outside and inside, folded over in the form of a covenant. They know the lead comes from a source that was producing lead at the time of Joshua. And it's been through many MRI scans to see what's inside of it and read what's inside of it. And later on this year, the, the final papers will come out on it uh, to give its authenticity. But up to now, the experts believe that this is the real thing. And what it will prove if it comes out to be right is that all the skeptics who say that Moses could not have written this word, who could not have written the first five books of the uh, Bible, will be proved wrong. Because up to now, the earliest Hebrew writings are from the time of David. And this cursed tablet is hundreds of years before that. It's written in uh, proto-alphabetical form, which to, to, to you and I looks like hieroglyphics. And inside that covenant, is these words, cursed, cursed, cursed by the God Yahweh, you will die cursed, cursed you will surely die, cursed by Yahweh, cursed, cursed, cursed. And this comes from Mount Ebal, the mountain of curses. Israel had the old covenant, we've got a new covenant. Israel had a system of uh, priests and that system of priests when the high priest died another high priest took his place we have a great high priest jesus and jesus lives forever israel had a system of priests whereby they had to sacrifice animals for the sins of the people we have jesus the lamb of god who was sacrificed once and for all for us israel had a system of priests who have many duties. We are priests under the Lord Jesus, our great high priest, and we have many duties. And our many duties are to do the things that Jesus said in this book. Israel had the blessings of Mount Gerizim. We have the blessings of the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, whenever we think of the, 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 the blessings, you know, blessed are the merciful, Blessed are peacemakers, blessed are the pure in heart. We have those, those blessings, just as Israel did, but we are not going to move away to a Mount Ebal because Jesus has covered those curses. He's covered those curses on the cross. So, so we, are, we are free of that. Uh, when Jesus went to uh, Caesarea Philippi with his disciples, he took his disciples there, and Caesarea Philippi is at the bottom of Mount Hermon. 
And at the bottom of Mount Hermon, there's a, a tall cliff face. And within that cliff face is a, a, a cave opening. And the cave runs back into Mount Hermon. And the waters of Mount Hermon come down through that cave and out to feed the Jordan. And the people of Caesarea Philippi called that cave opening the gates of hell. And this is where Jesus stood when he said to Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And Jesus will build his church here at Counterslip and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. We are here to build the church of Jesus Christ. And if you have been here 40 years or 40 days, you're all included to build the church of Jesus Christ. You're not here by accident. That's what you're here for, to build the church of Jesus Christ and for this community. Uh, <clears throat> if anyone thinks, am I valued here? Is my gifts valued here? Can I really be part of what is happening in this church? Well, yes, you can. There's a chorus from a, a song that's a few years old now, and it says, I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And the verse goes on, I'm surrounded by the arms of the Father. We have been delivered. We have found our freedom. And when the band gets up in a moment to uh, play the songs, then in those songs that we sing, let's sing our freedom. Let's sing the freedom we've got in the Lord Jesus Christ because we are now free in the new covenant. We we're not under the law. We're not under anything of this covenant that Israel had to agree with. The Lord has set us free because he has made that new covenant with us and that covenant stands right through time everlasting. So let's sing our freedom. Uh, I've said enough, so what I'm going to do is just leave you with this now. Uh, we will be blessed in a city and we will be blessed in a country but we will obey the Lord my friends he will open the heavens and he'll pour out showers of blessing but we will obey the Lord he's raining showers of blessing but we will obey the Lord <laughs>